0: Praise God, everybody, I call you blessed. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Amen. I think it was the Psalmist David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And here we are together tonight. We're a small group, but that's okay. I don't know, 30 maybe, something like that. But we're gonna have an intimate time tonight anyway. And maybe maybe 30 in here and maybe 30 or 40 out there. I'm not sure how many of y'all are connected, but thank you so much for uh, being a part of our service this evening we got some uh, special things planned. As you can see, i got my compadre here with me, and we're going to work together uh, this evening. Uh, So I call you blessed. It's the day the Lord has made. Amen. And I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to be glad in it. Amen. And so we're going to sing some songs together and uh, talk a little bit as well and just kind of interlace all that. Is that all right with everybody? Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we give you praise tonight. We are so thankful for your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you care about every little thing. There isn't anything that gets past you. And we just glorify you this evening. May you be glorified, Lord, in all that we do. May we bring praise to the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your anointing tonight, Lord. This isn't this isn't this isn't about mankind this isn't about a couple of men this is about you jesus and we want to lift you up we want to praise you and i pray lord god that every single person within earshot of my voice has an encounter with you tonight lord experiences your presence jesus feels like they got a surge of energy from you lord I pray that there are dozens of people tonight that will be able to say after this service, oh my word, I needed that tonight. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we, even, in, even right here in this beginning of everything, we pray, Lord, the, what's happening in our nation, the voting process, all that's happening right now, Lord, the up and down, the roller coaster ride of it all. Only you, Lord, only you. You're the miracle worker, no one else. President Trump's not, Joe Biden's not, nobody else is. The electoral college isn't, doesn't matter what it is. You are, Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, we know that uh, your will will be done no matter what, and no matter what happens, Father, We're going to bless your name. (laughs) We're going to praise you. But Lord, I just speak against the spirit of unrest. I speak against the spirit of civil violence, Lord Lord God, even that's happening happening now. Lord, no matter what happens, let there be a peaceful transition. Either way, Lord God, whatever may be the case, from, 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 from the lowest civic election thing that's happening right on up to the president. Yes, Lord, no matter what happens, we're not gonna be worried, we're not gonna be fearful. We don't have to fear because we have faith in you, Jesus. Yes, we don't have to panic because we know who we're praying to, Lord Jesus. Yes, and we certainly don't have to worry because we know who to worship. Hallelujah. And we worship you tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody here and everybody there, just give the Lord a praise and say amen, hallelujah. All right, so uh, Jonathan and I are gonna sing. Thank you for your enthusiasm. (laughs) And so uh, stand with me. And uh, we're gonna interlace some praise throughout our conversation tonight. And tonight will be a little bit different, but we're, we're still um, still down the same lane, preparing the saints for the Lord's coming. Amen. That's what it's all about, okay? And I've, I've, uh, I've spent a lot of time considering tonight. You know, I I think I might have said to Joni, I certainly said to Diane, I said, I'm not really sure where to go Wednesday night, so, you know, it's kind of a last-minute preparation, so I'm just going to go. I don't know whether I want to have a night of worship or whether I want to do some preaching and teaching, so I think I told you, well, I'm just going to prepare both, and we'll see what happens. And uh, what's happening is we're just doing both, right? (laughs) Amen. I mean, with everything that's happening, with the election and everything, I just didn't know where we would all be, and in consideration of that, no matter Where we're at, worshiping God, is the most important thing that we can do. Whether there's anybody in the room that's angry about how things are going, or anybody that's in the room that's uh, confused about it, you know what, right now, when we begin to praise God, let it go. And just worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Minister to him and he will minister to you, amen? (laughs)
1: Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on you when the world's all as it should be blessed be your name and even when it's not right blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering though there's pain in the awful Blessed be your glory day. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious day. You give and take. You give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away, you give and take away, my heart will choose. Your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Blessing be your glorious name. Blessing be your glorious name. Yeah. We bless you, Lord. give you praise, Lord. No matter what we're going through, no matter what's on the horizon, we're going to bless your name. We're going to praise you, God. How dark the night. No matter how deep the valley, it doesn't matter, God, for You are still God and You're still on the throne. And we praise Your name. praise Your name. Praise Your name. We praise Your name. We praise. Your name. We praise, your name. We praise Come on, somebody. Worship God with all your heart. Hallelujah. Give you praise, Lord. Give you praise, God. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are
0: the Lord a praise, can you? <laughs> amen, amen, hallelujah. Well, considering all the stuff that's going on around us, you may be muted, sorry, and certainly the general atmosphere, contentious, confusion, um, apprehension, how many more adjectives could I pull out to kind of describe? We're living in a very intense spiritual atmosphere. Remember that, regardless who wins the election, our kingdom is not of this yes. world. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we have to trust that God is on the throne and ruling over his creation. He is moving history. And then he put in parentheses his story. So, um,. Yeah, all that being said, there's no doubt about it. Just as the rabbi said, we're in perilous times. Um, it's, it, the, the, the good part of the story is that it's not supposed to be perilous times for the children of God. Amen. Especially if you're kingdom minded. If you recognize your citizenship as a, as a child of God. Right on? Amen. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Second, uh, Timothy Chapter three, verse one said, "'Realize this, that in the last days, "'difficult times will come.'" I've said to Diane, I don't know if I've said it to uh, our congregation at all, and and this may sound like negative news, but it's not. It's just the day that we live in that uh, no matter what happens in the election, even if President Trump wins, it's only a four potentially a four-year delay in the judgment that God has It's coming. What he's told us in his word is predestined to happen. It will happen, no matter how hard we pray, no matter what we do. It can be delayed. I really, you know, I had this goal, this hope in my mind. It's not over yet. But uh, this, you know, boy, if if President Trump wins again, and with the new Supreme Court thing, maybe Roe versus Wade could be changed, and it would be an act of repentance for the sin of of abortion in America. That would be huge in terms of delaying the judgment of the lord so we hear you know the word judgment of the lord and the day that we live in perilous times and no matter what it can only be delayed all through scripture the lord gave nations people an opportunity to repent and when they did he he stayed or paused the judgment that he had for that nation, but then eventually they still turned away from the Lord, and guess what happened? Judgment came, and America is poised for the judgment of God, but it can be stayed, now not permanently. That really sounds like bad news, but it shouldn't be bad news for us, because just like he said, uh, there, there won't necessarily be peace until Yeshua Jesus returns. And that's our hope. Amen. That's our great hope to look for the return of Christ and to be ready. Thank you for your enthusiasm. For being prepared. All this is about being ready, being prepared for the coming of the Lord. Everything, uh, Jonathan, honest to goodness, everything that I'm doing as a pastor right now, every message, everything that I, everything that I do right now, comes from that base. That base of is this preparing people for the Lord's coming, and uh, you know that's where we're at tonight. So, our position uh, on the end times, our position on the rapture, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib pre-reth, whatever, it shouldn't be the, the tipping point for how prepared or not prepared that you are. If, if we're looking at it like, okay, well, it's pre-trib, I can be taken out of here at any time, then I better get really prepared. If we're thinking, well, I don't know, I might be here you know, post-trib, then boy, maybe I got a while to get prepared. No, no, then it's the wrong motivation for being ready. It's the wrong motivation for being prepared. You see, when it comes down to it, it isn't about the election. It isn't about as terrible as the unrest in our country is, it's as horrible and egregious as the sin of abortion that is probably the great sin of America, as terrible as that is. When it comes down to why we're going to be prepared, it isn't about fear. Listen, you want to know what it's about? It's about loving God. I don't want to be ready and be prepared just because he's coming, so I better be all shiny. Because guess what? In that setting, just like politics, you get past the shine, and it's probably just a bunch of gunk. Right? I need to be prepared. I need to be ready for the coming of the Lord, not based on an end times teaching or based on any of that stuff, but because I love God with all my heart. That's the reason. In fact, it's the greatest commandment. You should have that passage of Scripture in Matthew 22. My readiness, and I want, you, uh, I want you to repeat this with me. My readiness should be based on my love for God and his word. That's why you should be ready. That's why you should keep your, your robes white. That's why you should keep your ears pierced for the trumpet of God and the voice of the bridegroom coming. Not because, ooh, end times. Ooh, that fits, my, that fits my prophetical end times eschatological scheme. No, just because I love God. It is, in fact, y'all, the greatest commandment. Didn't so this is hit, Matthew. Didn't mean to hit you, but.
2: Oh, it's all good. Yeah. You grew up in my house. That was called communication. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through 40. I'm gonna read it to you. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus responded this way. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. And the rubber hits the road.
0: It's about are we loving the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all of our mind, and are we loving our neighbor? All through... Uh, the stuff and the end time stuff and diane's been reading some of the same books that i've been reading and she keeps coming to me and she says you know honey i think when it comes down to being ready for the lord's coming it's about love it's all about love and i I didn't disagree with that at all in any way shape or manner but it wasn't necessarily uh, the hinge point that i was using in the teaching of being prepared for end times and honestly as i wrote my notes yesterday remember I wasn't confused about what to do, but I wasn't certain about what to do based on what was happening in the landscape of our our country, right? And so I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and just write a message. And then when I got to this part of it, I thought about where Diane said, you know, honey, honey, when it gets to being ready for the Lord, it's all about love. And it starts with how we love God, with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind.
1: die I I come to thee I need.
0: is about proclaiming our love for the Lord. It's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second commandment is exactly like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so that was my heart and my intent that in this moment of process of thinking that we just love on Jesus. This next song is really one of, my, one of my favorite songs. It's by Clint Brown. I love Clint Brown and his wonderful gospel style of bringing music. And it's a song called I'll, I'll Be Loving You. And Of course, the words will be up there, but remember that what we're doing right now is not just singing songs or listening to us sing songs, but it's about you considering what's being sung, but thinking, I
2: love you, oh, I love you, Jesus
0: because remember the real foundation of being pre- prepared for the coming of the Lord beloved both here and online is about love because the greatest excuse me the great com- the greatest commandment yeah it's the greatest commandment in the great commission the greatest commandment it's what commandment the greatest commandment is there anything more great than the greatest it's the greatest commandment It isn't about my rapture position. It isn't about my understanding of eschatology. It isn't about my ability to know the word of God. The greatest commandment, Jonathan, is to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. See, that's the place of safety, y'all. That's the place that no matter how dark it may be or how terrible the storm may be, you can be in the cleft of the rock in the palm of his hand no matter what what's going on I want to read a couple of these lyric lines to you because I want you to consider the times that we're in and the message of the song that basically is saying, if I could put it all in one sentence, no matter what, I'm going to be loving you God that's in a nutshell It's now listen to the I want to call it the cleverness of Clint Brown's artistry to write lyrics, or should I say the anointing that he has upon his life to receive lyrics from the heavens. But the wherewithal to put it down on paper blows my mind. Until the world stops spinning round, until the sky comes crashing down, until the stars fall to the ground, I'll be loving you. Until the rainbows are black and white, (laughs) until the moon doesn't light up the night, until the sun refuses to shine, I'll be loving you. Hear this, beloved. Until one and one is four, until tomorrow is the day before, until eternity is no more, I'll be loving you. Until the seas become dry land, until the day I can number the sand, until the mountains refuse to stand, I'll be loving you. Yes. And then he got the courses, I'll be loving you, no matter what I'm going through, always loving you, I'll be loving you. So as we sing this song, it isn't about the artistry, the musicianship, Joni's wonderful voice. It's about loving our Lord. I mean, can we take a moment in this 24 hour period to just love Him?
1: Until the rainbows are black and white, until the moon doesn't light up the night, until the sun refuses to shine, I'll be loving you. I'll be. Lo-
2: One thing, Pastor, I want to jump in and say is it's important that we don't allow distractions to sway us away from our first love. Um, One of my biggest distractions in 2020 has been the pursuit of um, a doctoral degree. I've allowed it to pulled me away from some of the things i used to do some of the times i you know i had a lot of time to dive into my word and um, i'm doing better now but when this you know pandemic hit i was giving god the one scripture 5 minute prayer moments and i realized when the crap hits the fan you need more than a, a scripture and a five minute prayer Come on. to um, keep your love going and your focus on God. Mm. So I've noticed quickly, I had to. So
0: it takes something to keep your love going.
2: It takes an upgrade.
0: I'll take an upgrade. Yeah,
2: we, we have to hit that upgrade button on, on our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I've been. Um, I'm doing better now. Thanks for asking. <laughs> But it's just you know, just being reminded. Don't allow those things. You know, Eddie. You know, a doctoral degree is a good thing, but it should never take the place of a godly thing. which is, you know, the commandment of loving him first. So that's where I am today. That's awesome.
0: So the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. There's where the rubber hits the road because you know we can be pretty religious and looking good at how we're loving God, but we're not too cool sometimes about, we need an upgrade in how we love others. Yes. You know, my words about regarding the difficult times are not words of, a doom and gloom preacher, I've said that before, but they really are about a voice that wants to proclaim God, that wants to, I'm a man after God's heart. This is a man after God's heart, and we are about as imperfect as two human beings can be. Um, but we are, we are chasing after God like there is no tomorrow. And that is, that's a part of that, that upgrade. So when the rubber hits the road, the best way I can do that is to proclaim the greatest commandment in my life to to declare it over my life. And then but that's not where it ended because it said that we the, the, the second commandment is just like it. And that's to love your neighbor as yourself, which isn't the absolute segue to the great commission. See this I titled tonight, I think I titled it on my paper, The uh, Greatest Commandment and the Great Commission. And it's in Matthew chapter 28, verses uh, 16 through 20. And remember that this, this is the Great Commission. We just talked about the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And really to be prepared for the Lord's coming, we all need an upgrade in that. Amen. The second commandment is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And you can bet that we all need an upgrade in that. And you can't accomplish the great commission without the second half of the greatest
2: commandment. Go ahead. So this is Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had designated them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some were doubtful, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you, and behold, and I am with you always to the end of the age.
0: Read that last that part where it says go therefore.
2: Go therefore
0: and make disciples of all nations. It said go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You ever looked that word up in the Bible? Nations it comes from the Greek word ethnos. The Greek word ethnos is where we get our English word ethnic. You know what the number one definition of the word ethnos is in the Bible dictionary? Race. You see, when we see that scripture, it says, go therefore into all nations, we think of Nigeria or the Philippines. We don't consider race. And there's a great race divide in our nation. In fact, The enemy is using that card as probably one of the great hinge points for unrest in our nation. The enemy has tried to use that race card, even at times, to disrupt not our relationship, because it's never disrupted our relationship, but it has disrupted our flow. And we've had very important and honest discussions about that. And our brothers, we are from different races. Okay? Uh, I would call myself Caucasian. He would call himself African American, right? And so we're of different races. Don't you know that even in the body of, well, excuse me, especially in the body of Christ, if he can, if the enemy can somehow keep the ethnos divided, there's no way we could ever go into other nations. Right. How can we expect to go into other nations across the globe when we can't even unite the race right here in St. Louis? Right. I've had some conversations with, with Jonathan about this. I've actually repented to my brother for honestly not knowing how to navigate this Black Lives Matters movement and, And it's been difficult for him as well. I wanna have him speak to that for a moment or so. But if there's anybody at all in our church family that can help us understand this, we are not gonna be afraid to broach this subject. And I've asked him, it's been a few weeks ago, I said, you know what? Because I don't mean to speak for you, but you can you can pipe in here any minute. But he has actually said, you know, he's he's he said, God, why have you got me in a white church? Okay, we we giggle at it, but it's been a it's been a frustration and an angst for him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why am I the only black man in a white church? They don't even know how to clap clap on time. And you I didn't don't say that. <laughs> you don't. If you ever see him making funny faces up there, that's because the snare's going like this and we're going. <laughs> okay? And he's had, he's had some real frustrations with it and pain. I'm telling on you and you can stop me anytime. But he's had pain that none of us ever came to him when the Black Lives Matters was at its peak and asked, how are you doing in all this? Honest to goodness, even my first response was, oh, why, "Why, you didn't come to us and ask us how, why, how we were doing, right? And I've repented of that. And I said, you've got to teach us. Oh, I get back. You were saying, why do you have me in a white church, Lord? And I said to you, what if, Jonathan, what if you're here because you're supposed to help the ethnos understand the ethnos? We can't we can't reach out we can't love our neighbor we certainly can't go into all the world to teach nations if we don't know how to love our neighbor which is the greatest commandment and certainly we can't love our neighbor if we don't know how to love god properly which is the greatest commandment but that whole point of going t- to teach other nations is is talking about not racism but races we are all of there are different races of people And we're going to be a church. We're not going to necessarily embark on that amazing journey tonight, but this is the great moment to introduce it. Brother Jonathan is going to help us as a white church. Let's be honest, okay? Understand and to be more sympathetic. Can you jump in here and kind of help me now? I'm stumbling over my words a little bit. No, no,
2: no, no, that's fine. I I mean, this is, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's a very interesting, you know, a pastor got on me about calling my life experience Nineveh. Um, he got on me about yeah, that. Yeah, did you
0: know that Res Life was his Nineveh?
2: Oh, yeah. I said that many of times. <laughs> I said, you know, said, a dude, pastor got, got on me about, about that because... We got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he said, well, because Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. It was a bad type of thing. and And I realized what I was trying to say is... This is my mission. I'm not supposed to leave because this is where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. and you know the the challenge of that is because I'm so loved here. Because it, it feels like home in this church. From the very first day, June 16th, 2008, when I walked into this building, it felt like home. I'm um, instantly. Um, so when home family doesn't check in on family. It hurts the worse. Right? Especially when there's stuff going on oh, yeah. that is very personal. hmm I ahead. mean, my sister Corey, I mean, she, she saved me, y'all. I was I was on the way out, I was leaving. Um, and I called Corey and we had a, a good brother sister talk. Um, I'm gonna get emotional. It's all right. We'll do it together. Um, I love y'all so much. And you know, if we, um, I try my best to not bring worldly thoughts into this house, right? The world tells me I should be mad, <clears throat> you know. Um, do I deal with harsh policing? Yes. Do I ever tell you all about it? No. Um, you know, as recently as last week, a gentleman, you know, a white gentleman in a truck um, filled with Trump signs. He followed me for a mile in Mount Pleasant, followed me to Island Park, you know just to intimidate me did I tell y'all no but this is stuff I deal with all the time when I leave my house at night to work out my wife is scared y'all cuz that's the world that we live in in 2020 um, but as God's church we are meant to surpass all of these things and to advance the kingdom of heaven hmm so there's several conversations Pastor and I had and God wouldn't answer me on the, can I leave? He wouldn't answer me. I was mad. I said, Lord, I know you talk to me. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't give me that, you know, you can leave type of thing. And then, so, amen. And then Pastor called me in and had, and we had probably one of the best conversations in our seven or eight years together. Wait, how long you been here? been here. Really? Yeah. Um, and we just got even closer, like this is my brother, this is my leader, and I, I'm called to stay at his hip. And the enemy tried to use race to separate me from my mission. And y'all, I was close. You have no idea how close I was. I came here, I smiled, I did my Christian duty, and let you all in worship and went home and cried because I work at a white university, fell in love with a beautiful white woman, live in a white city and go to a white church. And my question to God was, why? Why, why can't I be around my people? (laughs) And he never answered me. And now I know it's because that is not my mission. My mission is to be with this man his lovely wife, and to be with you all in this church, to look past the random clapping during worship. <laughs> Not random. No rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most important things that pastor said to me, he said, Joni, I see you. Yeah. One of the, the things that we have to stop saying is I don't see color. Yeah. I know what you're trying to say, yeah. but I want you to see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to tell me you don't see color. Just tell me what you mean. I love you no matter what. That's what you really mean. Don't ever tell a person of color, I don't see color. I see pastor for who he is. Yeah. I see you for who you are. I want to be seen the way God made me. Yeah. Big, beautiful, and black.
0: I got it on you though, I'm,
2: too, I'm two-tone, brother. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, and let me just say this, it's, it is pastor's right. A, a race car for the enemy is the great divide. The great and he's been using divide. it for centuries. He's been right? using it for centuries. I mean, read our history. He's, been he's using
0: divided it for, churches. He's divided cities. He's divided
2: nations mm-hmm. And we and, are and he's dividing to our standard. nation right now. Right. And the church should be the standard should be the standard. We should be the standard of love, what it looks like, what it sounds like and you know, that word that we just talked about a few minutes ago, I'm going to say it again. It's time to upgrade our love language. It's time to upgrade the way that we speak and the way we decide to do things. Yeah. All right? We talked about, you know, like those implicit biases that we have. Listen, Pastor and I are linked through the blood of Jesus Christ. Right, right. Right? My zero to 18, I want you all to follow me for a second. This is what the Lord showed me. My zero to 18, zero to 18 years, Saginaw, Michigan. Two Christian parents, you know, black family, like highly um, educated. Um, that was my understanding of life. That's how I was raised. I had no control what my grandmothers taught me about race. You know, I had no control what my grandfathers taught me about race. You would never see me judge you on your zero to 18. Pastor zero to 18 has given him a certain understanding about things, a certain glimpse, understanding of race, religion, on and on. You're the same thing. But after you're 18, it's time to adult. And if you're judging people and loving people according to your zero to 18, and you haven't challenged that yet, the Lord gave me this statement. He said, Joni, your leadership will never transcend your upbringing unless you challenge the deeply rooted implicit biases that you have deep in your heart. Stuff that you don't know is there until the opportunity arises. Those pictures that pop up in your head when you see a certain people or you hear a certain word or you hear a certain, um, accent, no matter what pops in our head as the church, we are supposed to see everybody the way Jesus sees them. Go out discipling all nations. Right.
0: And nations in that scripture is race. Correct. Races.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, According to demographics, there's not a lot of people who look like me in this area, all right? And I'm okay with that. But that shouldn't make us comfortable. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. May Res Life Mid Michigan look like heaven. Look like heaven. Sound like Woo. heaven. Oh,
0: wait Act a minute, like wait heaven. a minute now. Pause for a second. May Res Life Mis- MidMichigan, say it again.
2: May Res Life MidMichigan, our church, look like heaven. Look like heaven. What's that look like? Everybody. 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 We used we to sing a song at Potter's house back in the day. Every time and every, oh, oh man, every nation and every tongue I'm the Holy one. You know yeah. what song I'm
0: talking about? Yeah, it sounds like
2: a Ron Cannoli tune. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> i actually singing on pitch here though. <laughs> but it's, it's just please know I'm you know I'm I'm not still dealing with that Mm-mm. you know um, Pastor and I are in a very very good spot very good um, um, when I walk in this church I don't feel oppressed or anything of that nature
0: no um, but no you don't I know that and you don't now mm-hmm. but you did mm-hmm. because you you know what he said to me one day that just really broke my heart my heart was already broken I actually called you in my office that day because I was I was repenting mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> But he had told me, I guess, you know, the way things are, I guess uh, I went home and told my wife, I guess, he he didn't say race, but he said, I guess this is just a subject I can't talk about. I just have to put all those feelings away. No, that's not right, y'all. And by the way, all of y'all here and all of you, listen, what we're talking about right now needs to be out there. You need to go home and get on YouTube and hit that like button and hit that share button because we're going to take this journey together as a church.
2: Mm -hmm. And And these are very uncomfortable conversations. I I mean, because, you know, like one of the things Corey told me was, Joni, I just didn't want to say anything wrong, right? People just don't want to say anything wrong, which I understand. But we could be wrong around family and grow together, can't we? Yeah. And that's why I told her, I said, "Corey, you my sister, you have a license to be great and to mess up around me, right? Just like I know he's gonna correct me when I am off and wrong, right? We have to look at each other as a family. right? And if there's any biases, you know, that we are all dealing with, we need to attack those things at the root because God is gonna bring us people to this church who don't look and act like us, and they need to feel the exact presence of him when they walk in this church. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they don't, I'm not saying that. But, you know, this journey that pastor is talking about, I'm also on that journey. I find, you know, I found biases in me, you know, of, you know about people with levels of education and, you know, their language, and the Lord's been showing me, how can you have those biases and be used by me? All right, let me go. week we cannot have those biases
0: mm-hmm. and love our, love our neighbor as ourself. Right. All right, so if we have those biases, we can't love our neighbor as ourself. I'm back in, I'm going in the back door on mm-hmm. this. And because loving our neighbor as ourself is the picture of how we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. If we have biases, meaning we can't love our neighbors, ourselves, then probably we, de- we don't love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with our mind, and all our strength. So this is, and now you also need to know that none of this was scripted. As a matter of fact, when I got to the Great Commission, I was writing my notes, and I went, oh, okay, okay, I get it. It was the greatest commandment, here's the Great Commission, and then I looked up Ethnos, and then I went, I'm not writing another note. We'll just see where this goes. Okay, and this is where it's at right now. And so we're going to sing a couple more songs. And remember those last two He is Exalted and I'll Be Loving You. And I think I did, I Need the Every Hour uh, chorus from that was about loving God. These next two songs is about asking for the grace from God, the anointing from God to truly love others. That's all right, to truly love others. Because my wife's right, Rick, when it comes down to uh, preparing people for the coming of the Lord, you need to teach them how to love. Because I can preach on love till the cows come home. But if we don't cross the barrier of this subject, we'll still be in our own bias. And if we're in our own bias, we cannot love unconditionally. Wow. Right on, any, any, anything else to say before I go to this song? You,
2: you mentioned Black Lives Matter and where I am with that is, I'm a man who focuses on the human rights of people. Um, my Christianity doesn't fall in line with the organization at all, nor do I fit in that, those ideologies. But if you ever hear me say black lives matter, it means that I should matter. Mm. It means that my mom, my dad should matter. matter. Their dreams, their goals, like, you know, when they go to a hospital, they should matter. If they're stopped by a police, they should matter. So that's, you know, when I say that, it's the human rights.
0: Yeah, and you came to a place even here at this church, the place that God sent you, where because of your color, the biases that we would have, you felt that you didn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's an egregious sin. And I'm not expecting all y'all to run to Jonathan and he certainly probably doesn't want that either. Oh, I'm so sorry, brother. I've done that as the pastor of this church and as a friend to this man and as a brother to him in the Lord. And that's why we can talk about it. Right on? All right. Just spoke something to me. Told you none of this is scripted. You know, I've often sung this song. I want more love and more power from God, but power to love. More love and more power to love. And then thirdly, more of you in my life.
2: Hmm? (laughs) More
0: love.
1: I will worship you with all of my heart. I will worship you with all of my mind. I will worship you with all of my strength. You are my Lord.
0: us to love our neighbor. Help us to love our neighbor, Lord, the way you love us. Help us to see past the biases. Not the color, because I celebrate my brother's color. But I want to get past the biases, past the hurdles. To love another race the way
2: you love me.
0: Lord, I recognize even tonight in this conversation that we've had, that I can't love you right if I don't love him right. And I can't teach others about you if I don't love past my zero to 18 biases. Forgive us, Lord, for the sin of that bias. And help us rise. Help us rise, Lord Jesus. Help the church to rise, Lord, to rise above it, to be the people that you've created us to be. And it really is all about love. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close this uh, service out tonight um, with this song. I better get that other page of it out here so that I don't go from that page to the other song. Um, This is a song by Jonathan Stockstill. Uh, Many of you may not know him, but he was an Integrity Hosanna um, praise and worship leader as well, but not as far back as Twila Paris with uh, He is Exalted. I don't remember how many years ago it was with Katrina that that the hurricane Katrina that went through in New Orleans, 2004, 2004. and so um, Jonathan Stockdale's church uh, is Bethany Church, and it's in Louisiana, and they really um, this song was birthed in his heart when that uh, state took that hit and. Jonathan just felt a, a calling in the Spirit of God to say, you know, let's, let's begin to say the church is gonna rise from the ashes. The church is gonna rise above this. And it's a, it's a song entitled, Let the Church Rise. And many of you may not have heard that song, but it's easy enough to, to sing together. Um, and so why don't you stand with me? And, and you know what, it's really not a, oh, I don't know that song, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You got the lyrics to it, right? We got, we're gonna have it up there. And um, you know it says it says two things, which is really interesting because there's a paradox, there's a juxtaposition that's said here. Let the church let the church rise from the ashes. Here here's the uh, the paradox. Let the church fall to her knees. Now <laughs> that says it all, don't it? <laughs> and so um, yeah, this is the song we're gonna do, and then we'll we'll go home, have chicken.
2: Miss <laughs> Diane must ch- cook chicken very well. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. love.
0: this next part as a prayer and a proclamation and a prophecy.
1: Let your wind blow Let your wind blow Let your wind blow Revive us again, Lord Let your wind blow Let your wind blow let your wind blow, revive us again, Lord. Let your
2: Father, we love you so much. We desire to love the way that you've created us to. You first and loving our neighbors as we love you. But we thank you that no matter what's going on around us, that we won't forget the great commission that we won't forget the kingdom. We're supposed to go out and get disciples of all different types, ways of life, culture. You have called us to be your representation. And Lord, we thank you for that heart and that power to love. Lord, I thank you for this church this family thank you for what was spoken about tonight and as we move with your love on our lips and in our actions may we be the true example of what this world needs right now even in the face of this uncertainty but we will not be afraid for you are with us until the end of time according to your word. So as we leave tonight, your safety and grace and travel mercies upon us and give us the strength to be the church. In Jesus name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning.